Just really quickly before we start the show, I wanted to give a big thanks to 323 Sports for coming on board to sponsor our Monday Coaches Interviews. 323 Sports is a team dealer specializing in team sports uniforms, equipment, footwear, and apparel. To find out more about how 323 Sports can help your athletic program, visit 323sports.com. Welcome back to a quick timeout podcast. On this episode, we're going to talk to Coach Jeff Bowles of Ohio University. Coach Bowles is in his first year back at his alma mater, so we'll talk to him about the process of him going back to Ohio, building relationships with the Athens community and with his players, and also managing first-year expectations. Quick housekeeping note, if you like this podcast, one very easy way to support it, head over to Apple Podcasts, post a comment, leave a rating. It's simple, it's easy, it's the best way to make sure we keep growing the game. All right, on to this week's interview. Joining us today is Coach Jeff Bowles, head men's basketball coach for the Ohio University Bobcats. Coach, I appreciate you taking the time for us today. No, I appreciate you having me on. We've talked recently to a few coaches who are beginning at new schools this season, but you're in a u- unique position because you're the now the head coach of your alma mater. I have a few coaching friends who are in that same position, so I thought it might be helpful to kind of focus on that in today's episode. But before we get too far into talking about where you are right now in your career, I watched an interview you did shortly after uh, accepting the job there at Ohio, and I thought you said something that a young coach might need to hear. You actually had the chance to be the head coach there at Ohio University several years ago. Why did you initially pass on that opportunity? Actually, I got passed on, and you know, it was I was at Ohio State. We were thirty-four and three, number one in the country, and you know, having played at Ohio University, I thought like, that was my next move uh, to get that job. And the AD at the time, Jim Schaus, uh, who was the guy who actually hired me, you know, his thought process was to hire a sitting head coach. So being an assistant at Ohio State, you know, I had to kind of go out, you know, find that first head coaching job. I was very fortunate to be hired by Sean Hilburn at Stony Brook University and was there for three years and, you know, had that experience. And and then, you know, Jim ended up hiring me back. There at Stony Brook, is, is there one or two things that kind of really stood out to you as far as how you grew as a coach that has helped prepare you for what you're doing right now? You know, when I got the job, you know, the first couple of weeks are a complete whirlwind. And sometimes you forget what was going on at the time. You forget what day it is. And I called Coach Mond up about 10 times and apologized to him for being a horrible assistant coach. You know, just when you're a head coach, there's so many things that you have to, you know, deal with from academics to recruiting to scheduling to boosters to you name it. And as an assistant coach, you know, you give advice and, you know, try to take everything off, off the head coach's plate. But, you know, you really become a you know, better assistant coach by being a head coach, knowing what they go through on a daily basis, weekly basis. So I think just the, the whole learning curve of, you know, learning on the fly. You know, our first season, we had something like 18 games decided by, you know, one or two possessions. Hmm. And initially, I wasn't ready for that. You know, so kind of after the fifth game, I went back and, Reevaluated everything and put in a couple plays for you know an OB under uh, side out of bounds or a full court play just for you know one possession. Yeah. So you, you learn a lot as you go. So fast forward this time around, you get the job there at Ohio and you get back to Athens, and now it's time to get to work. Whether it's something that they're on the court, off the court, in the community, what were two or three things where you said I've got to do this to get things off to a great start here at Ohio? 
you know, the biggest thing is you know, the players you have in the program. You know, you, you have to build a trust level, you know, with them. And, you know, it's, it's a two-way street. They have to build, you know, trust in, in you, and you have to build trust in them. And, and I think the biggest thing I saw Nick Saban said the other day, you know, finding guys who want to be on the bus or, you know, who need to get off the bus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we look for high-character guys, guys who love the game of basketball that are serious about their degree. And, you know, those are the young men that we're going to bring into our program. And, you know, three of them ended up leaving, or actually four ended up leaving. Um, two graduated, one had a medical disqualification. So we had seven scholarships on March 18th, which you know, is not ideal for a Division One program. But we feel really good about the five freshmen we brought in and the grad transfer that, that fit those characteristics. Interesting about your career. You've kind of stayed in that Ohio, West Virginia, Pennsylvania region since you graduated from Ohio. What kind of impact do you feel that that's had either on your recruiting, your ability to connect with a community, maybe your connection there with with people that you went to school with or alumni? How has that positively impacted what you do? Yeah, it's it's been uh, really cool, obviously, coming back, being away for three years. But, you know, I played at Ohio University, and, and like you said, all my jobs have been in the Midwest, Marshall, University of Charleston, Robert Morris, Akron, Ohio State. So, you know, when you go through that many years of coaching, you build relationships and, and build your network. So, you know, coming back, it was a little easier to connect with people. We did, you know, a good job of staying in contact when we went to Stony Brook for three years. And it really paid dividends, you know, relationship-wise when we got back to Ohio. You know, we got a kid, Ben Roderick, from Old Tangy Liberty, who was the Gatorade Ohio Player of the Year. You know, we had a relationship with his high school coach, his AU people. And, you know, we, we, had, we had a relationship with him. So that really helped, you know, kind of build that foundation, you know, from that first recurring class. The new ability now to be able to practice a little bit with your players in the summertime of, as a new head coach, how have you gotten things off to a start? You talked about the building the trust and getting to know the players and them knowing that you. How have you used those few practices to prepare for this upcoming season? You know, that's a catch-22. Obviously, as a new coach taking over a program, you really like the fact that you can work with your guys for four hours a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first got the job in Mar- or, yeah, March, we had six guys, two were injured, weren't doing anything, and then we had four guys, so we were just doing skill stuff. So I really didn't know what I had in our team. Our, our freshmen didn't get here until June 19th. So once we started getting into workouts, you kind of have a feel for what you have in the program, what you need recruiting-wise. And that's kind of helped us target, you know, some of our recruits that we're looking at now. But, you know, it's such a long season and, you know, it's become a year-round process. And I think that could be good or it could be bad. You don't want to bring your guys out in in June and July, you know, knowing that they're going to come right back in late August and and you're doing the same thing again. So you you got to be kind of wary of how you do it, how much you do it. You know, you get eight weeks to go four hours, but we're not using the, the whole four hours just because of that. You mentioned just getting to know your guys and not really knowing what you have, and that's kind of connected to the last thing I want to ask you about. When it comes to setting expectations for yourself in year one, maybe ideas for coaches setting realistic expectations for their program and maybe how you can go about making sure you have the right focus throughout the year, what suggestions do you have for coaches? I think the biggest thing is to to be process-oriented, not result-oriented. You know, a lot of times you sit there and, you know, base a, a season on wins and losses. And, you know, if you do that and you look forward to something, you know, sometimes you take away from the, the, the now. 
And, you know, when I was at Stony Brook my first year, we started at 0-4. And, you know, we lost to Boston College, Maryland, and a couple other schools. And Like I told my team, I said, you know, my goal wasn't to be 4-0, wasn't to be 0-4, wasn't to be 2-2. You know, our goal is to be a closer team and a better team today than we were yesterday. So my mindset's going to be the same this year. Is It's going to be kind of a, a process of, you know, growth and, and, and getting better as opposed to results and just – becoming a, a closer team every day and a better team every day. Awesome stuff. Thanks so much, Coach. Best of luck to you this year. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate you having me on. Just really quickly, if you haven't heard yet about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast to Spotify and Apple Podcasts and other platforms so your show actually gets heard. You can even make money from your podcast no matter the size of your audience. It really is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That'll do it for this episode. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already and share the podcast with your coaching friends to help us grow the game. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again at the next time out.